Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Jessalitis. As we get things kicked off today, talking to Shane Fry, head coach of the Westside Red Devils. Very important for them to get off on the right foot last week as they were taking on a potential sectional opponent. And Coach, uh, it seems like you guys set the tone early in that one. Yeah, it was a good game for us. Really good first half, offensively and defensively. Um, there at times, that was probably the best our offense has played. Um, and then defense, it was nice. Uh, you know, Hamilton Heights is kind of a 50-50 team run pass, and I felt like our defense did a good job um, kind of setting the tone and, and stopping them getting some turnovers. Also, it was nice to be plus three there on the turnover battle. I know a lot of uh, coaches were able to get some uh, JV, some underclassmen in because of the mercy rule last week. Were you able to do the same, and did anybody stand out in that regard? Yeah, we uh, we played all our JV kids the entire second half. Um, yeah, you know, we, we saw some different guys, and, and even um, – you know, when the JV guys are playing on Friday night, even their bad plays are really beneficial because, uh, you know, they'll learn from those mistakes. So whether it's them doing something good, them doing something bad, them, you know, realizing, hey, these guys on Friday night are a lot faster than the guys on Monday night, uh, it helps them in the long run and really beneficial to our program. Yeah, how critical is that uh, to building a program? Because here you are, you've been doing this for about seven years now. Uh, and, you know, West Lafayette's one of the best-run programs in the state. I think most coaches would agree with that. Uh, I certainly would. So uh, with that cog in, in the machine, so to speak, how important is it to the continued success of the program to get those guys those kind of reps on Friday nights? It's really important, and, and we try to identify kids, you know, that, that we can tell, hey, you know, this kid is close to being on the field on Friday nights. If it wasn't for, you know, maybe an all-state caliber player in front of him or an all-conference all caliber player in front of him, they probably would be on the field. And those are the kind of guys that, that we make sure we get uh, them some playing time. They, they play main roles on our scout teams at practice. They're probably on a special team or more. Um, so those guys, are, we're finding ways to get them on the field. Um, and then you get a situation like we had Friday night when, uh, you know, it was pretty much our JV team playing the second half. That's good also because, uh, you know, just the reps for everyone. Um, you know, it, it, th that's a long season for some of those guys, and, and they spend a lot of time on the bench watching the varsity guys play. It's a, it's a reward for them to get in there and get a play because they want to. I mean, they're watching, they're waiting, they're, they're ready, uh, and it's really nice to get them on the field. We're talking with uh, Coach Shane Fry, uh, the Red Devils taking on uh, Central Catholic this week, and boy, this is a this is kind of a matchup that's was just such a great rivalry, especially when we launched. I mean, the community wanted it for so long because both of your programs have been just so successful. Uh, personally, I, I just I wish we could have had it one year earlier, but you guys uh, kicked this thing off in what 2011. I mean, uh, there's been some really really great back and forth uh, battles with uh, both these programs. Kind of talk about the short history between West Lafayette Central Catholic and, and what that's meant to you, and some of the more memorable moments that you've been a part of with this uh, rivalry. Yeah, Central Catholic has a great football tradition, a great football program, and we have played in some doozy football games. Um, you know, it's almost, uh, you know, and then the game we played against Jeff this year, people just kind of looking like you just get done with the game and you're like, wow. And we've had several of those wow games against Central Catholic. Um, you know, I remember a game they won late on an interception. I remember a double or triple overtime game. Um, I remember a couple other games coming down to the wire. Um, you know, now these last few years, uh, I, I think Central Catholic a little bit is in rebuilding mode. Um so the last few have not been as close, but um, they are definitely gaining traction. Coach Nay is doing a fantastic job, and uh, on film you can tell uh, they're a much more polished product, and, and they're doing things right now. 
Well, they got a uh, sophomore quarterback that they are uh, pretty high on. Uh, talk a little bit about what you see when it comes to the Central Catholic offense and uh, how uh, what kind of problems that could present uh, West Lafayette this week. Yeah, really good offense. Um, you know, I feel like that's probably where they've improved the most uh, from last year to this year. Uh, they've got all kinds of skill players. Sophomore quarterback does a great job um, distributing the ball and, and getting it to his playmakers because he's got plenty of them. And that's kind of, you know, as a young quarterback, you know, I, I know they don't want him um, – you know, having to make all the plays, he's got help around him, and that's what he's doing. He's doing a great job of getting it to his guys, and uh, they're moving the ball up and down the field against everybody. So um, we're going to have our hands full on Friday night, and uh, our defense is, is excited to play in the game, and, and they'll be uh, ready to go Friday. I know we're getting about, what, a third of the way through the regular season. Obviously, you have experience in, in taking teams all the way to Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, it may be a little bit premature, but at least the way this team is playing right now, uh, the way they're acting around you, the way they're taking practice, uh, do you feel like this is a team that is capable of making a run to Lucas Oil as it stands now? Yes, uh, definitely do. That's their goal, um, and, and that's what they've worked for uh basically since we walked off the field with the state championship trophy in 2018. They want to do it again. Um, now they also know that it is an incredible feat to accomplish and it's not easy um it's going to take us getting a lot better than we're playing right now um, both individually and as a team uh offense defense special teams we've got to improve but but we're happy with where we are right now uh, you know early september again we're not going to play a playoff game until late october so um we, we've got a ways to go over a month uh to get to that peak level that we want to be at and you know our guys know what that's like and and you know, we'll use the rest of these games in the regular season to tune up, and then uh, we've got our hands full um, with a really tough sectional. Uh, we look forward to it, and, and we always say the, the sectional is the toughest um, trophy to, to earn in high school sports, the football sectional championship. And, and if we are able to do that, which is our number one goal, there's eight teams left, and anybody's got a shot. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we're working towards that. We've got a long way to go. Well, especially that sectional with Shatard, uh, you guys, Garen, and uh, Burbuff, it's uh, that that's definitely not easy. And uh, you got to think the winner that comes out of that is uh, definitely got the inside track on making it to Lucas Oil Stadium. Coach Shane Fry from the West Side Red Devils taking on Central Catholic uh, here on Friday night. Coach, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. Appreciate it. At Schumann Stadium, it was a rough go for the McCutcheon Mavericks football team last week, taking on the Jeff Broncos, who've just been steamrolling everybody. It was back-to-back weeks for Ken Frahiger and company going to Westside, and then over to Jeff, two of the uh, highest-powered offenses, really, in the state of Indiana. It's, just, it's a really, really tough matchup for anybody, Coach. Just a rough game for you guys last week. It was. Yeah, it was a rough game. Like, like I say, second quarter felt like it just took forever. Um... And again, this is the third game in a row where we've had the ball. Uh, I think I think Friday night we got a fumble on a twelve, and, and you know we're, we're going in to either either tie the game, take the lead, or or make it closer where where our kids feel pretty good about themselves. And and we ended up for the third time in a row going backwards. So, you know that that's something that, as you look at a, a Jeff team that's that's that good. You know you you just can't miss those opportunities. Uh, one thing I was really impressed with, Coach, uh, and maybe just because these kind of plays stick out so much, but uh, Zane Zerfus, my goodness, seems like he knew the snap count before the rest of the offensive line did on a couple of those plays. He got some great penetration uh, on a couple of instances. Uh, I've been impressed with him the couple of times we've seen him out. 
he is he is definitely improving. He, you know, there's a story about everybody, but last year Zayden was playing defensive end, and um, we we were struggling at linebacker. And we said, look, we're going to move him defensive end, and we're just going to send him every time. I mean, so we're really playing a four man front with with three guys down. And so this really is first year where he's had to or had the opportunity to understand what linebacking is all about and, you know, talk about gap responsibility, where I'm supposed to go, where I'm supposed to do. And he, I mean, he is improving with every game. He's another kid that by the end of the season will be very, very good. Coach, I, this is not unfamiliar territory for you guys with the 0-3 start because this is similar to the 27 season or 2017 season. You guys started out 0-3 there with the losses with, with Jeff and, and Westside, but then... You play Kokomo, you win that one, and then you go on, you win seven straight games. Is that something that you've you know kind of looked back on and, and told the kids like, listen, we've been here before, and, and this is what's possible? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, every Monday we have uh, our seniors begin the season give us eleven words that that, that they want to be uh, um, known for, if you will. Um, and this week was resiliency, and you know we talked about you know Buster Douglas uh, when he went and fight, fought Mike, Mike Tyson. Us old people remember that. You young guys oh, yeah. don't. No, I remember. But but he Buster Douglas got knocked down in the first round, and got up and and uh, got saved by the bell. And you know we're showing the kids a video of that, and and you know, everybody said, oh here comes second 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 round, he's dead. Tyson's got him, but but he didn't. He survived the second round. Next thing you know, he ends up knocking out Mike Tyson. So. You know, we just talked to our kids about being resilient. I mean, I mean, everything we want to do, with the exception of you know, be the best team in the area, is still there. You know, our, our main goal this year is to win a sectional. And uh, you know, we said we got to get on a roll here. We got to try to win the next six in a row and win, a, you know, win our, win our sectional. So uh, Harrison won last year with a six and six record. Um, Kokomo went to the state two years ago with a with a nine and nine and five record. So. It's it's all in front of us. We've just got to continue to improve, and and our kids will. There's no doubt about that. They're they've got a great. I mean, they've got great work ethic, and 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 they're still listening. So we're going to be just fine. Coach, uh, this is a Kokomo Wildcats team that's also still in search of its uh, first win. Although I mean, they play New Pal, a very good team there. Right. Marion's a solid team as well. I don't know that much about Plymouth, but uh, you, you've seen the video on the Wildcats, I'm sure by now. So. Uh, kind of give me a little bit of an idea of what you're seeing about them and uh, what you'll expect uh, come Friday. Well, sure. We yeah, we think they're very similar to us. I mean, they've they've played like you say, New Powell, who's ranked number one in five A. They've played uh, Marion, who's ranked I think third in four A right now, and 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 uh, a good Plymouth team who's two and one. So, you know, very similar to us. We played three ranked opponents. Um, they are they are as always very athletic. Um, you know, they they've got a a safety that that we think is one of the best players in the conference. Uh, you know, they're always very well coached, you know, and, and they're coming to our place. So, I mean, you know, they, they, they're the same thing there. They're watching film yesterday saying, hey, you know, here's, here's a team we got a chance to beat. So, um, you know, we know they're just like us right now. So we, we've got to go out there and make sure that we do the things we need to do and, and uh, hopefully walk out with a win on Friday night. I know, Coach, uh, you were frustrated with some of the details uh, when it came to uh, uh, the loss last week, and uh, especially in the passing game and guys just dropping uh, dropping passes is that kind of been the theme this week? Is just cleaning up those details to make you guys a better team? Yeah, yeah, that's been the week, like the the, the, the theme, I guess, for every week. It's just they're just little things, little things we're missing. And uh, yeah, I mean, we were four for eighteen throwing the ball, and, and I don't care what you, you can't win playing, you know, doing that. So uh, yeah, there's there, there's things we got to clean up, and and you know, our kids understand that. We watch film just like everybody else does, and and you know, everybody can see well, if we do this, this happens, and. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's all a learning process. Like I keep saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
Coach Ken Frahiger with us here on the Wings Etc. Hammerhead Hotline. They'll be taking on Kokomo uh, this uh, Friday night. Coach, best of luck at home there, and uh, looking forward to talking about your guys' first win next week. Fantastic. We appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Last time that the McCutcheon Mavericks had gone 0-3 to start out the season was the 27th season. They lost to Lawrence Central at West Lafayette, at Lafayette Jeff, just like this year. And then they'd beat Kokomo at home 26-10. They would go on to run the table for the rest of the regular season before losing to Kokomo in the sectional final. Continuing our journey around the area, talking high school football, Harrison has a big litmus test this week, taking on the Lafayette Jeff Broncos. And we talked to Coach Terry Peebles about that. Coach, uh, a nice win last week, and uh, you guys were on the uh, positive end of the mercy rule as well. Let's go back to last week's game at Logansport and the things that worked out real well for you. Well, it was just one of those games where we had everything clicking. Uh, the kicking game was great again. Um, Jarek Menon, I think, uh, kicked every ball in the end zone except for one sky kick he had, and we were able to recover that uh, inside their own 20. Uh, you know, made all made all his uh, extra points. You know, the defense obviously pitched a shutout coming off a game where they only gave up three. So they've had two really nice weekends or weeks in a row. And I think offensively, I think we scored on six out of our first seven drives. So, uh, really everything was, was working well and it, it was, it was kind of nice. We were able to get, you know, uh, everybody that traveled with us in the game. So it's, um, just one of those good games to, to let you kind of heal up, uh, you know, now, now that you're doing the live tackling the first couple weeks of football. Well, how did some of those, uh, junior, uh, JV players, uh, some of those reserves, how did they perform for you? Anybody really stand out? Uh, we had a number actually really stand out, um, you know, we, we had a sophomore it's actually starting for us now. Uh, Brock Robertson had a 59-yard touchdown interception return, so we were happy to see that. Uh, but really, all, all the backs uh, in the offensive linemen there in the second half, uh, we were able to, to gain ground uh, for the most part when we wanted to. Um, with the mercy rule, you know, the, the second halves are, are pretty short, so you don't have a lot of plays. So we didn't, we didn't score in the second half, but we were able to move the ball well. I know everybody in the area got into one of those games essentially uh, on Friday night. So your your first experience with it, like kind of live and, and in the flesh, there you're uh, you're still on board with that, and of course with the JV players being able to play the extra quarter. Yes, absolutely. I you know it, uh, you know the, the coach that we were going against, uh, you know Mike Johnson at Logan Sports, you know Hall of Fame coach. He's got over 225 wins. Uh, you know, he doesn't need to be subjected to that. And, you know, his kids play a JV schedule. Uh, they'll, they'll get plenty of reps, uh, you know. So I, it's better for better for everyone. I, I you know, I wasn't a fan of the 85 to nothings and the, you know, 92 to three scores. It just, that those type of things never did anything for me. Let me tell you the seventy the seventy four to sixty six scores aren't that much better either. Even when both teams are doing that, it turns it turns out to a very long game. I can test that personally, coach. <laughs> well, I, I I hope we I hope we don't have any like that this year. That that's probably a bad sign with the way we play. Well, I'll tell you what, you are going up against the team here in the Broncos this week. I mean, if there's anybody that goes toe to toe with you guys speed wise, I I gotta think it's them. Uh, very interesting from that aspect to where you have two two teams 
just in the skill positions that possess so much speed. I know track speed is a little bit different than football speed, but still, it plays a really, really big factor. Uh, is this going to be a point of pride, you think, with the, especially some of your track guys? I know this is an inter-county thing. Is that a, we, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the season, how much they uh, pride themselves on their speed. So is this kind of like a little game within the game, the speed game against the Broncos specifically? Uh, it won't be for, for me personally. Uh... You know, obviously, we're more of a, a pounded at you team than a, you know, wide open, get guys out in space and let them run. Um, they're unbelievable. I mean, they, you watch them on film; they are absolutely unbelievable. How good they are at what they do. You know, they they, they probably have the best quarterback in six A. Um, you know, their running backs right there at, at the top as well. You know, they got probably the three fastest receivers in the conference. Um, our, ours are close. We're, we're right there. We're, we're close to them, but 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 I would say they have the three fastest guys. And it's just one of those things where, you know, they just give it to 32 and give it to 32 and give it to 32. And then finally you tackle 32 and all of a sudden, you know, the quarterback kept it and he's running for 30 yards out the back end. And then you throw in the passing game where they just screen you and screen you and screen you. And then you finally come up and try and take away the screen. And they're so fast. They just run by you. Uh, You know, the, the scheme they have, which is, you know, it's not a terribly hard scheme to figure out. Uh, but man, do they have the, the the players to run it, and they they are efficient at it, and they're one of those historically good offenses. I mean, they 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 really are. They're, they're you know, in the six years I've been in this conference, they're easily the the, the best offense that, that that I've seen. Coach, do you have anybody specifically on defense here you feel like's really, uh, or maybe like a unit that you're really gonna need to step up in order to uh, win this one on Friday? Well, obviously, our 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 returning all state kids. Uh, Quentin Woods got to be all over the field. Uh, Jacob Kane is, is going to have to create some havoc at the line of scrimmage. Um, but we, you know, it's one of those things where we have to, you know, hope they, you know, make some mistakes. And if they do make mistakes and put a ball on the ground, we have to come up with the fumble recoveries. We we can't let them, you know, get away with one. Same thing if they make an errant pass or get a tip pass, it has to result in a turnover. Because uh, if we're not able to get a couple extra possessions on these guys, it, it, it could easily turn into a a mercy rule, and, and to be real honest, I, I I talked to one of the conference coaches this week, and and he he said flat out, you know, he, he thinks Jeff will be in a mercy rule every game this year, which you know it didn't sound very good to me uh, <laughs> since we're playing him this week. Yeah. But but uh, in, in some respects, you know, I I, I I'm not sure I'd, I'd bet against him. So, coach, you got a very talented quarterback and Tyler Knoy, and I, I know it was baptism by fire in that first week against Westfield. Uh, t- tell me about his regression, his growth so far, because this is obviously going to be another very big litmus test for him. So, uh, do you feel like you've seen that growth from week one against a very tough uh, Westfield team now to uh, going into this uh, Jeff game? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, the Westfield game might have been his best game so far, to be real honest with you. Uh, so, I, I think he's up to the task. What's going to be a little bit different uh, this week? We've played some really, really good defensive players, some scholarship uh, defensive players in Popeye Williams and Deontay Craig. Uh, but I don't think we've seen a full uh, four defensive linemen that, that are as good as what we're going to see Friday night. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, the, the, the Price and the Caden Souders kid, I mean, they are unbelievable football players. Um, you know, the, the good news is, that, you know, those big teams, you know, the, the, the Mick teams in, uh, in West Lafayette, they, they had, you know, offensive lines that were big and strong and were able to give the quarterback just enough time where they were able to hurt them in the secondary a little bit. But, uh, you know, I watched last week's McCutcheon film, and and the poor quarterback was, was kind of running for his life back there. So, 
we're, we're going to do everything we can to, to, to try and make sure we keep Tyler upright uh, and get him through this game and hopefully get him a little confidence. Um, are you guys allowed to have – Harrison, are you allowed to have sympathy for a McCutcheon quarterback in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> well, well, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of it uh... you know, when, when things go south like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can. And, okay, you know, all right. We, we we uh you know we kid because we all want to beat each other around here, but but Pat is a great guy, runs a great program. Ken's a, a, a really good guy, and you know his program has done great. I mean they were number one in the state when we first uh, went to this this conference. So uh, you know we all see each other after the season at meetings and stuff like that, and you know we're, we're all friends when it comes down to it. I will attest to that. I see it all the time on the field. It's like to stoke the fan fires a little bit here and there have a little bit of fun with you it's going to be a great game though i'm really looking forward to see how this one plays out harrison and jeff and aj rickard this uh friday night coach hey best of luck and uh we'll talk to you next week all right sounds good thanks let's head on over to lafayette central catholic where the knights got their very first win of the season last week uh, not only they beat northwestern but they also inflicted the mercy rule on them daniel roach was all over the place they're going to be hosting the uh, west lafayette red devils trying to beat them for the first time since 2016 when they were able to upset them 28 to 25 uh, coach hey, congratulations on that first win must feel good to finally get that one under your belt yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we uh, got a quick score, um, quick two scores. They answered back 14-7. Um, to 7. And then uh, in, three, in three, Daniel Roach touches of the football. It was a 21-point swing. He uh, returned a kickoff, returned a kickoff for a touchdown, uh, had a pick six, the very next defensive possession. And then uh, when we got the ball back on offense, we threw him a little hitch, and he took it to the house from about 45 yards out, um, really turned the tide in the game. And, uh, and yeah, we uh, ended up with a 46-6 to halftime lead. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just kind of just sat on that for the rest of the game. And uh, you were uh, participants in the mercy rule for the uh, first time uh, this year as well on the winning side. Uh, we st- oh, I know we talked about that back in the spring, and, and all of our area coaches were involved in it one way, shape, or form. So, uh, still a fan of that. I know you wanted to work in a lot of those uh, younger guys and try to get some contributions. It kind of cuts into their playing time just a little bit when you go to that running clock. But uh, you're still on board with that rule. Yeah, I like it for our situation. Uh, you know, we got 45 guys in the program, and I know that they're going to play. Either they're going to play in the varsity game or their JV game the next Monday. Um, but I can I can definitely uh, I can definitely see how for the bigger schools uh, who have you know upwards to you know 30 seniors where that's their only opportunity to get out on the field and something you know when you got when you got that many seniors and you got that many players um, you know you want to you want to look for any opportunities you can to get uh, to get everybody out there and, and to be able to experience uh, being under the lights um, but yeah for our situation I'm definitely a fan of it. So when we talked last week, you said the need that you just needed some of those younger guys to start stepping up for you, maybe a little baptism by fire, so to speak. So did anybody stand out in that regards, uh, younger guys maybe that you threw out to the Wolves there last week? Yeah, I mean, uh, we started we, – we already, we already start two freshmen on the offensive line, uh, Zach Kerr and uh, Brady Miller. But then we we had uh, another uh, freshman offensive lineman, T.J. Bell, 
uh, came in and played center. He was able to spell Pete Spencer a little bit, who doesn't come off the field much. Um, also, on the defensive side, we're, uh, you know, we're trying to keep Kai Schrader's legs fresh. Uh, he was playing in a lot of corner. We, uh, we were able to get Brenner Oliver out there. Uh, he did a really nice job for us as well. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely still something that we're, we're looking at our rotations. We're looking at our, uh, you know, we're trying to find, you know, the best, the best mix and, and, and still get some of these young guys some uh, quality, uh, quality experience, um, you know, even thinking, thinking years to come. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a pretty positive night in regards, to, in regards to playing a lot of guys. Coach, a tough one for you as you open up your home schedule against West Lafayette this week. Really don't think that you're going to find a uh, better quarterback in competition the entire season uh, than Kyle Adams. I mean, he sets a state scoring uh, mark and or set the state scoring yard the yardage mark. I should say in uh, week one, he's he's phenomenal. He's very mobile as well. Talk about the uh, challenges that the West Lafayette offense uh, presents to your defense. Yeah, I mean, I got I got so much respect for uh, for Coach Fry over there and. Uh, you know he's 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 on the uh, the back end of a decade of dominance, and uh, it's it's one of the most well-run programs in the state of Indiana. I don't think anybody's going to argue about that. Um, offensively, offensively, they just they've got dudes everywhere, um, and uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a quite a task. And another thing is they don't they don't beat themselves, man. Um, so impressed with uh, Kyle Adams and how he just he takes what he's given and. Uh, it's kind of that old old cliche: you can't go broke making a profit, and they make profits on every play. So uh, definitely got our hands full. It's a you know it's a great opportunity to kind of see how we stack up again. Like I said, one of the most well-run programs in the state of Indiana. Uh, we would like to be in that conversation, and we're 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 trying to build and develop to be in that conversation again. Um, but yeah, it's it's an opportunity to see it, to see where we stack up. And a chance to build off a uh, win from last week uh, against Northwestern. Uh, you know, really tough, uh, that Tri-West uh, game. And it was 22-7, to the Garen game. Uh, we talked about uh, how you guys were close in that one. So uh, is it time, do you feel like this team is ready to take that next step, be a little bit more consistent, and, and compete uh, for four quarters? Yeah, again, it's just, it goes back to uh, it goes back to we're focused on how we play, how we compete. Um, Shut it, you know. Playing cleaner football, we still haven't uh, we still haven't played played a uh, completely um, clean game, offense, defense, and special teams. We uh, we had two turnovers last week that uh, that I'm salty about. Um, special teams played played much better. Um, you know, it's a lot of it goes into uh, you know you got to you got to be able to handle success just as well as you handle failure. And we had a successful week last week and. Uh, you know, I've been impressed so far this week with how the boys have came out and uh, and tried to prepare for for Friday night. So we're, we gotta we gotta be able to handle success. And just even in that even in that Northwestern game, uh, being up 40 points at halftime, I didn't feel like we came out in the second half. I felt like we kind of relaxed um, and didn't uh, you know didn't keep our foot on the gas. And uh, you know that's that's disappointing, but it's something that we're gonna learn from. It was week uh, you know it was week three. Now on to week four and. Uh, we're just going to try to get a little bit better every week. You know, I, I would I be 
Would I be out of place here in suggesting that I'm pretty sure I know who got the Catch of the Day shirts uh, for you guys on Friday? Would it be Daniel Roach, or would I be wrong in assuming that? No, Daniel had a very nice diving uh, left, had to leave his feet, had a diving catch that ended on the, uh, the two-yard line. His, his, in that catch, he won the Long John Silver catch of the day. <laughs> well, then good. I know that's him wearing the shirt if I see him out about around town. Uh, Coach yeah. Brian Nay, Central Catholic, taking on Westside, their first home game of the season. And you can hear that one on 98.7 WASK with myself and Duff on a Friday the 13th, underneath the full moon. You're not too superstitious, are you, Coach? Uh, yeah, with some things. <laughs> some things, yeah. We don't. We don't hand out. We don't hand out the number thirteen here. So, uh, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'd say I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, I'm a little stitious, not superstitious. <laughs> that is Michael Scott, head coach of your Central Catholic Knights. Coach, 100%. thanks. Thanks so much, buddy. I knew it wouldn't be long until somebody uh, went with the Michael Scott quote. Well, it is worth noting, if you're superstitious, uh, it is going to be a Friday the 13th. It is going to be a full moon out there. And, uh, well, you know, strange things happen on those uh, kind of nights. Uh, let's continue to move around here, and uh, let's head over to Jeff, where the Broncos remain undefeated. They get that victory over McCutcheon. I know Pat Shanley uh, may be a little bit worried about the physicality that McCutcheon brings, but, uh, you know, you guys took care of business last week, and you remained undefeated. Well, kids uh, came out and had a great week of practice. They were focused and locked in all week. Um, you know, game between us and McCutcheon is always a, a fun rivalry, so uh, it's pretty easy to to keep our guys' attention and keep them locked in. So we, we had a great week of practice. I felt our coaching staff had a good game plan. The kids went out there and executed. Well, I know you're worried about the physicality of that game because uh, that's what McCutcheon can bring, and you were hoping to match that. Do you feel like your team did that then? Yeah, um, you know, Mason Douglas is definitely a, an extremely talented football player, and they're very, very big up front. And uh, you know, we, we, I think for the most part, uh, held up pretty well in, in the run game, and uh, and just you know matched their physicality and and uh, just played hard all game. So, so yeah, we were pretty happy with uh, just again uh, the effort of play and, and just uh, anytime you can go in and and hold a McCutcheon team to you know the production that we did, I, I guess in the running game. Um, is something to celebrate. Again, it's a testament to our defensive staff and, and, the, and our players for sure. Well, you know I love that front seven that you got out there. You know I'm a big Peyton Bryce fan. I mean, the, the penetration that they're able to get week in and week out, I think a lot of people get uh, lost in the uh, sauce that is the offense and the numbers that you put up. Of course, you put up 74 points in a game, and a lot of people will get lost in those numbers. But, I mean, uh, just the penetration that that front, uh, that front look gets for you, I, I feel like people sleep a little bit on that Jeff defense. You agree? Yeah, um, you know, we gave up 66 week one, um, and, and, and I think, I don't know, 30, 33, 34 week two against two very, very good offenses. Um, you know, something that doesn't get talked about is, yeah, we did return, you know, seven or eight starters on that side of the ball, but really we've moved them into different positions. We only have three guys playing the same position that they played last year. So really you're looking at three starters returning and, and, and obviously guys with varsity action and experience. Um, so, so it's going to take some time to, to get those guys settled in and get them locked in and get them doing their job playing the play out. And I tell you what, yeah, yes, our front seven has been, been very good this season um, with a lot of room to improve, but my goodness, do they have a test this week, and it's going to be by far the, you know, the best running game that we've seen all year and a quarterback that, that can definitely sling it and makes great decisions and an offensive line that's extremely well coached. Uh, Dixon may be the best running back we've seen all year. And he's extremely, uh, extremely, extremely talented, and 
and they just they just operate that system very very well as a unit. Well, and you know Harrison too. I feel like is one of those teams that can ma- you you got a lot of athletes. You got a lot of speed uh, on on the Broncos, but uh, you know they have brought a lot of speed this year too. I feel like they're one of the area teams that can I don't want to necessarily say match you, but can definitely give you a run for your money in the speed department. Is that something that you've uh, noticed in your tapes? Well, shoot, they may exceed our speed. Uh, their four by one team beat ours. Uh, I think we got them early on in the season, and by the end of the year, they were beating us. And you know, Tiso uh, uh, beat John, Bishop Johnson in the hundred meter at the end of the season. And and uh, a guy for them that doesn't even run track is the fastest guy on the team, Quinn Woods. So they've got a lot, a lot of speed. It's by far the fastest Harrison team I, I think he's ever had. Maybe the most talented team he's ever sat. I'm pretty sure he's gone on record to say that. Um, so, so we're hoping we can keep up with them. I mean, they, they are they are loaded with speed. There's no question about it. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I think when you take a look at them, Coach, you, you got to be worried about those defensive ends. Uh, Jacob Kane is a guy that just uh, wreaked havoc in 5A last year, and, and he's back again. He's bigger. He's stronger. Uh, what are some of the worries that you have with uh, keeping this uh, defense on the on that side of the football? Well, yeah, I mean, 87 is very talented. I think he was an All-State kid last year. Quentin Wood, is, uh, he may have been All-State, too. If he wasn't, he probably should have been. Um, so, so it starts with those two, no doubt. I mean, they're, they're really, really good. You know, you watch the tape of Kane, and I think he's already got three or four sacks already this season, and, and he just uses his hands so well. He's very talented. He plays with really, really good leverage. And, and we've had some pass protection issues, so we're going to have our work it out for, uh, you know, for, with us uh, with 87, no question. So, you know, we've, we've got to make sure we – you know, we, we get him blocked and, and we get 20 blocked. And I'll tell you that number 15, the sophomore linebacker, is a hammer. But uh, they just, you know, they have such a good scheme defensively and their kids play so hard. They get to the football. Uh, Coach Wheat, their defense coordinator, seems like each year he kind of comes out with a new wrinkle or plays us a little bit different schematically. And so we're, we're not really sure what we're going to be lining up against uh, on Friday night. And like I said, Coach Wheat, he does a great, great job. Uh, you know, just getting his kids lined up and, and, and getting them to buy into his scheme and what they do. And there's no question we've got our work cut out for us on that side of the ball as well. Coach, you were able, and you've always been a big champion of your uh, your middle school programs, your younger programs, and the success that they've had. Uh, we're starting to see that out on the field. You did get a, a lot of your reserves in, in that game towards the end uh, against McCutcheon. Uh, talk a little bit about those kids who impressed you. And I mean, the speed that you guys have that you're not even on, I mean, that hasn't even come up to be on the field yet, was very impressive uh, from what Duff and I saw last week. Yeah, we've got some good young talent. Those guys are eager to, to show what they can do on Friday nights. Uh, you know, they, they're giving our scout teams, or I guess they're, they're serving as our scout team throughout the week and, and giving our offense and defense one heck of a look. It's pretty hard to simulate what, uh, what Terry's doing this week. Uh, so, so we got our work cut out for us there. But yeah, we we've got a, a, a nice feeder program. Our middle school coaches do a tremendous job. Our, our 56ers program is thriving. Our numbers are higher than they've ever been. And uh, you know, our freshman staff each year has just done a great job. So, you know, we we feel like we're getting to a point where we're building a a true program. We're having success at every level. And uh, you know, it's a testament to uh, we've got a lot of Jeff grads that are that are assistant coaches and and. Um, it's people that care about our kids, they care about our program, they care about our community, and, and it's exciting to see young guys when they when they have their opportunity to go out there and, and uh, have a little bit of success. And that happened Friday night, so it was happy. we were happy for those guys. Absolutely. And, and when you're building that program like you've been, I mean, you haven't always been able to do that, but when you finally do get those kids into these game scenarios, 
um, or early on? I mean, how does that work with the trajectory of the program, trying to build it where you're trying to go there? Uh, I mean, does it really kind of energize that? Does that shoot that into kind of overdrive when you're talking about bringing these kids along, getting them those uh, early season reps and, and, and early underclassmen reps? No question. Um, you know, we, we, we want to build a program that's right up there with the top programs in the state of Maine. I equate, uh, I talk a little bit about Fort Wayne Snyder and what Coach Tipman and, and the previous staff have, have done there and how they've been able to sustain it over time. And, you know, that, that's what we want to be. You know, we want to be a program that's contending for state titles, that's, that's winning conference championships, that, that's making deep runs in the playoffs and, and doing it year after year. We don't want to be a three or a four year wonder. We want to be, uh, we, we want to be able to sustain the success. And it, you know, so again, it's a testament to our coaching staff. It's also a huge testament to our administration and our athletic department and them being able to get great coaches and great men in the building uh, that care about kids and care about the program and do things right and doing, doing what it takes to build this program up. So, so yeah, we, we are, are very excited about the trajectory of our program, and we're hoping that we can sustain you know, what we've kind of been doing the last few years. Coach Pat Shanley of the Jeff Broncos. Tough one, but a great county matchup. And A.J. Ricker taking on Harrison this Friday night. Coach, you know we always appreciate the time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Jared. Appreciate you. All right, that does it for this week's edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. Uh, next week, we'll have a few more of your coaches here. We'll also be talking to McCutcheon Volleyball Coach Sarah Sutter. They are off to a fantastic start this season, so we'll have her on the program next week. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.